0: Welcome to this special one-on-one on Teal Town USA. Uh, I am Eric Cura, and I'm thrilled to be joined by a man who has left a major impact, not just on the Bay Area with his creations, but you could say he's changed the way of branding in the world of sports. I'd like to welcome Terry Smith of Terry Smith Creations. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Terry is synonymous for well, as you can see, the logos behind me, he uh, created the first primary logo for the San Jose Sharks. He also uh, expanded when they asked for a redesign in 2007, not the least of which also done done uh, a lot of the minor league logos for the team, the Cleveland Barons of sorts, uh, the San Jose Barracuda, uh, among others. So we'll get to those a little bit, but um, I guess we'll drive right into it terry the process of creating a logo let alone a sports logo i i know can take quite a bit of time uh in the case of the original sharks logo oh how long was the process how first off how did they find you uh and uh what how long was it in from going from like the original pencil sketches to the actual unveiling
1: <laughs> yeah it is always a long process and it's always uh a little tedious and a little nerve wracking. Um, You're always trying to create something that you hope everybody will like. But as you know, anybody doing artwork or design work, you're never gonna please everybody. So, you know, I I was pleased that it was as well received as it was. Uh, But the process itself, um, you know, uh, when the Sharks were first being formed, um, there was a, a group, that was kind of assigned to kind of check out the Bay area and kind of, you know, get the process started. Uh, so before the team even had a name, um, I think it was just called like Bay area hockey something. I can't even remember now it's been so long ago. Uh, but I, I happened to be given a talk, um, someplace and I was showing my, my artwork. Um, and one of the people sitting in the, uh, in the audience, uh, Asked me, um, "Hey, have you ever done any logos?" And I said, "Yeah, a few here and there." Uh, and they said, "Well, we'd like to talk to you," and that's kind of how it got <laughs> started. Um, so it, it was uh, it was interesting, but that's uh, that's how I originally kind of got. Uh, they found me, and we started uh, talking about it, and and one thing led to another, and you know, there we ended up. But the, the process probably took about. Oh, I was going to say it's, it was at least, you know, maybe a six six to eight month process probably.
0: Wow. And just going through, and I think I remember seeing on like the inaugural season video, how it just transformed from like a full shark leaping through a circle to uh, what we've seen today as the, the triangular, the original logo and how it was in like a uh, circle form. I think I remember seeing a, a elongated triangle that had waves underneath the shark um were, were were you the one thought of you know hey you know teal doesn't look bad on this what, what yeah are,
1: what you know the- it, yeah in, yeah uh, interesting question you know again colors are always important um so uh, we've probably over the years because it's been now what is this uh, you guys know better than i do now i know we're uh, was it let see we did 25 a little while ago so we're getting so we'll- to 30 now yeah, we're getting close. <laughs> Making me feel old. Okay. But, <laughs> you <laughs> <me both>. <laughs> <laughs> But uh uh we you know, we probably done literally hundreds of sharp designs over the you know almost 30 year period now. Um and so in the beginning, you know, it was really trying to figure out, you know, what do we do? Um so even when it came to the name, there were a number of names that came up, and so we were involved in that process. And then, you know, um, you know, coming down to figuring out, okay, where do we go with this? And I always tell people that a shark was an interesting, uh, logo to do, because if you think about it, you know, a shark is, I kind of call it a cigar with teeth. <laughs> uh, and so how do you give a cigar with teeth personality? Okay. So all, all the things that I like to do when we're designing stuff is I like to kind of give, especially if it's a sports logo, um, I don't like esoteric names, you know, like the sun or the bell or there's all these, you know, um, names that you can't really, uh, fans can't really attach an image to. And we had that challenge when we did the stealth, you know, what is the mm-hmm. stealth? Um, but in the case of the sharks, everybody knows what a shark is. And so what do you do with that? And so when you think about it, what are the most identifying features? Well, it's, it's teeth and the dorsal fin. And so the question became, okay, what do we do with that? Um, and so one thing led to another and and I wanted to create a sense of movement. Um, there were two other artists I was working with at the time. Um, there was an artist named uh, John Zalesnik years ago who was working with me. Um, in the more recent versions, there was an artist named Norman Felkley who I work with. Norman and I worked together for years. And so what I like to do when we're working on a project like this is we kind of all come at it from different directions in the beginning. So I try to remove my ego out of it and just say, okay, (laughs) we're going to, yeah, I can do that. Some people don't believe it, but yeah, you have to, (laughs) because what you're trying to do is you're trying to solve the problem for the client. Um, And so what we do is, you know, I want to I want to get different people's interpretation of it. But uh, long story short, one thing led to another, and we ended up kind of uh, figuring out how we could kind of do a graphic design that kind of represented shark. So if you think about the original. uh, logo, you know, it's it's really kind of an, uh, an oval shape, but we put an emphasis on the teeth and the dorsal fin because the whole design is really black and really all you see is this black shape, you know, right? Uh, almost black silhouette, you know, and then there's an eye in there, and then you know the biggest and most controversial thing when we did the first one was you know snapping a hockey stick in half. Um, really? Oh, league league did not like that. Really? Uh, now, um, you know, and you can understand why, right? We're taking their hockey stick and we're breaking it. <laughs> um, and that's not something you would do. So we did a lot of things with that logo that had just never been done before. And this le- is leading me into the color. So um, the league really did not like that logo at all. Um, and, you know, it was not a traditional hockey logo at all. Um, and so they were very skeptical and they were kind of asking the team, do you really want to do this? Um, and fortunately wow. the shark said, you know, the people in charge said, yeah, you know, we want to move in this direction. Um, and so, you know, the league kind of reluctantly said, okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, we'll go for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, we, um, at that point it was like, okay, what do you want to do with colors? And you know, my initial colors that I wanted to go with uh, were kind of a, a, a red and um, almost like a blood red and, and kind of a, to substitute for the teal. All the other colors were the same, you know, the kind of the gray and the black, the black. and the white, but I wanted red in there. And the reason I was trying to push red in there is again, when you think about it, blood in the water, right?
0: Right. <laughs> it, no, it totally it, makes sense.
1: It made sense. Um, but we started playing around with, and the reason we went in that direction was I was trying to do something that represented California. Cause if you have to remember at that time, um, there were no, you know, we had the LA Kings, right? But what was the furthest team West at that time? Other than the LA Kings,
0: Vancouver.
1: Yeah. Now what about the U S
0: besides LA? Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, well, let's see. Colorado wasn't even in there. Correct. Uh, what, maybe Minnesota, I think, was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of the uh, U.S. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, basically, there,
1: were, there was nothing west of the Mississippi, right. almost, right? So uh, hockey is a northeastern, you know, sport. Canada and the northeast. So to put a team in California, um, and again, the original, you know, Jack Kent Cook, who used to own the Lakers, uh, you know, and again, he had some hockey connections and Canadian connections. So he, you know, he put a team in LA, but there wasn't anything close. And so part of the way we were able to kind of talk to the league is say, Hey, look, we need to do something different. We're a team, a hockey team, but we're in California. And so for me, what was important is we needed to do things that would appeal to a new audience. We weren't going to have traditional hockey people here. And so to me, it needed to be, you know, surf inspired, skateboard inspired. Right. You know, that was going to be their fan base. And also you have to realize that most of the merchandise, especially for the NHL, is sold in the home market. And so to me, it was like we needed something that was going to sell in our market. And uh, so, again, the color, we ended up moving towards the teal again, representing the ocean and California and those types of things. And, and we wanted something new and different. And at that time, it was new and different. <laughs> to the point, none of the none of the athletic manufacturers had teal.
0: Really? And Even so, with I mean, Charlotte in, in the NBA?
1: Well, exactly. Because, well, again, they really didn't use it. So when you went back and look, the teal, if you look at Charlotte and those kind of things, a lot of it might have been stitching and all that stuff. So you go back. And the, and especially when it came to the manufacturers that were making all the hockey gear, none of them had teal. So it was a color that forced the manufacturers at that time. I think it was CCM was doing mm-hmm. all the uniforms way back in the day. And so they actually had to do a special dialogue. You know, and they weren't happy about that. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, you know, we managed to ruffle a lot of feathers. But at the same time, you know, what you'll notice is it it changed the way that the league did business. At that time when we created that logo, there was no NHL properties, which meant that all of the teams uh, and you for those of you who are listening who don't know what that means is all the leagues now have a properties division and they do all the licensing. So NBA properties, uh, NHL properties, and FL properties, which means that all of the owners split the profits from everything that's sold. Gotcha. Well, when we first started, there was no NHL properties. So that meant all the money that was being made, the Sharks got to the keep. They didn't have to split oh. with any of their owners. And we were the number two selling logo in all the sports behind the Chicago Bulls. And so the Sharks logo, basically all of a sudden, we end up with NHL properties about a year later because we changed (laughs) how the NHL thought about licensing and merchandising and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it had a huge impact.
0: That's, that's insane. I, I was actually watching because there, of course there's no hockey on right now. I was watching a game from, I think it was like 1995. And they threw up a graphic that said, you know, before, uh, before the Sharks came into the league, the ninety ninety one season was like three hundred fifty million, and then the fall, you know, the year the Sharks did come in in ninety one ninety two, it already went up to six hundred million, and then by the third year when the Sharks made their playoffs the first time, it was at one point one billion. Yeah, it, it's just yeah. the impact that had in that logo and the uniforms. It literally changed how the NHL did. It's merchandising business.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the person who's heading licensing, I, you know, have, have since become good friends. But, you know, and that's why I know a lot of the information because he was telling me, Terry, we thought you guys were crazy. We it actually- literally thought they were crazy that this wasn't going to work. But what ended up happening was the logo ended up having an impact worldwide. And which, which was interesting. And again, when you're, des- when you're designing these things, you can't predict it. I couldn't sit here and tell you that this was going to happen. But what ended up happening is before the team ever even played, they were selling merchandise in Europe. They were selling, you know, because hockey's big and, you know, in Europe and, and especially Eastern Europe. Right. Um, and the logo also then had an appeal to, you know, people who were roll- rollerblading and, you know, because we really didn't have, you know, ice hockey per se here you know, out in California and and West. Um, But for some reason it caught on and, uh, you know, it, uh, it put the sharks on the map and they hadn't even played yet. Hmm. And that, that was the amazing part is, you know, they, they were hitting because the team wasn't very good, um, but the team hadn't played a (laughs) hockey game yet when the stuff just started selling. Right. Um, And so that was pretty amazing
0: it was unreal uh i i don't think when i got my jersey for christmas that year i don't think i took it off (laughs) for like two weeks so uh credit credit to where credits for sure on that one um now in 2007 um Mm -hmm. the sharks had unveiled an updated shark um it's kind of a rarity that that uh that uh, at least to me correct me if i'm wrong but it's rarity that they would go back to the same or in this sense, designer or design group per se to say, hey, let's update it. Or other than like, I'll use a a, example like for the coyotes going from that, the Kachina or Picasso logo to something a little more traditional. Uh, What what were you thinking in 2007 to kind of update the look and then uh, add more uh, logos into the uh, branding?
1: Well, a couple of things that had happened in that time period, uh, the Gunn family, which had originally owned the Sharks when we did the first stuff. Um, subsequently, the Sharks had been sold. There was a new ownership group. Um, and I worked particularly closely with uh, Malcolm Borderland, who was uh, VP there, um, and uh, Mary Keen, who was in charge of um, all their merchandising and so forth. And Mary, uh, right from get-go. So even when we did the first one, you know, I was working with Mary. Um and the sharks had opened up a store, I think it was in Valco. Yep. And it was just doing crazy business. <laughs> um and subsequently we had done some other things. Uh and and by the way, just a, a quick note, that Barons logo that you have behind you. Yep. With, yep. Uh believe it or not, that was a logo that was winning all of the um uh, initial um focus groups that they were doing.
0: Really? I, obviously without the top hat and the Exactly.
1: Without the monocle and the top hat. But it was interesting because at that time, you know, the penguins, if you remember the logo they had way back then was more of a kind of a cartoony logo, Yeah, like
0: a skating sorts, Mm
1: -hmm, kind of a skating cartoon. And, and the sharks really didn't want to go in that direction. They wanted something. And so even though that was what was winning most of the marketing research, they said, let's go in this other direction. Um, but to kind of get back to your, your question, um, The Sharks wanted to update um, for a number of reasons. One, they wanted to bring a little more color to it. So if you remember that original logo was really just black and white. Right. Um, I think we had one teal stripe running around it. Um, And I had always wanted to do some things to that logo. Um, it, it it, It was unique and it was different, but I wanted it to be beefier. I wanted it to be heavier. I wanted it to be more aggressive. And I wanted you to see it. And so one of the first things I wanted to do was we need to get a little more color in here. And so what we started doing was playing around with ways to kind of introduce color. In other words, by that point, the sharks were known for teal. Right. Yet there was no teal in their logo other than the thin stripe. Right. right. We also wanted the shark to be more 3D. Okay. And if you think about the original one, again, solid color is pretty flat. So we were able to come back, give it a little dimension. We were able to put a big swatch of teal across the top of it. So when you see the shark now, you could actually see the shark. Um, We kept the darkness there again. So now we actually had the teal and the black. And then introducing, you know, bringing back on the original logo, there was kind of a burnt orange um, and that was on the hockey stick. Right. And so what I wanted to do was let's bring that into the eye make him look a little more evil, make him look a little more dangerous, make him stand out and give it more personality. One of the other issues we had is the original logo. There was lots of lines on the stick and lots of lines in the teeth. Um, It was great in the beginning because it was really hard to counterfeit (laughs) The, the, the logo because people are always complaining about it, you know, Hey, th- this is really hard to reproduce, especially the stitch. And sew. but it meant it was a pain for the you know, people to try to knock it off too. Mm-hmm. But we came back that second time when we cleaned a lot of that, we simplified the teeth, we simplified the stick, uh, we made things more visible and those types of things. Um, and then we, again, just kind of cleaned it up and modernized it. And I actually like the second one better, but to, to my original point where you're never going to please everybody, obviously the first one, and you know why would you mess with something that so many people already liked um so that was the first question i had to answer uh and when we were working on it you know the group i was working with you know with the team said hey we'd really like to see the whole shark you know and that's what we want to be our logo
0: like that one
1: yeah and at the time i said you know and i was pushing against that in other words you were my experience had been and i have changed logos before in sports you know and sports fans right fanatics if they really care about their teams and they look they don't like change <laughs> <laughs> no. and so i said okay i will give you a full shark but don't use it yet um let's reproduce kind of and just clean up what they're used to um and i said let's keep the triangle let's keep it simple by having the, tr- the shark move through the triangle, we were creating a sense of motion. I said, we'll make these subtle changes. And I said, a lot of people may not notice the difference. And sure enough, right, if, if you're not an avid Sharks fan or an average sports fan, a, a lot of people didn't notice the difference. Now, those people who are Sharks fans, they were gonna notice. They're gonna <laughs> notice every little thing. So, you know, every, whenever you do things like this, you know, when people can find you, you know, you'll get hate mail, you'll get all kinds of stuff because you've (laughs) messed with their logo. Um, And there's certain logos in sports you don't mess with, you know, you're never going to change the, you know, the New York Yankees. Right. Um, And believe it or not, the Boston Celtics logo has been tweaked over the years. Yep. Um, But usually you're not going to mess with these types of things, but uh, we made those subtle changes and um, by introducing the color, and again, although, you know, again, there were people that, and grumblings on people didn't like it and those types of things. I don't do much on social media, so my my feelings don't get hurt.
0: <laughs> but
1: um, the shark sales went up 80% wow. after it came out. And so what I've always done is my job is design stuff that sells. And that's one of the main things and the main um focuses where i say we had a big influence on sports logos because before people always generated a logo to represent a team and an area we designed to sell merchandise because sports is the business of sports has changed right and right. so when when i was working on that logo those years ago think and you mentioned it how much the licensing has grown and so I was a little bit ahead of the curve saying mm, we're not designing something, you know, just for San Jose or just or just for this. No, no, no. We're designing something that people want to wear. And, and, and that's what ha- would change. Um, sports now is fashion. And you are making a statement whether you, you know, and again, I, I would still venture to say most of the, Well, I know in the beginning, most of the people who were wearing the Sharks logo before didn't know what hockey, didn't know what the Sharks were, never heard of the team. <laughs> It didn't you know if it didn't have a hockey stick in it they wouldn't have known it was hockey um and so what we we're able to do again is is recognize that you know sports logos and merchandising is a business and we specialized in creating images that allowed you to move merchandise and for hockey moving merchandise and getting revenue is important because they don't have they didn't have and still really don't have those big television contracts, right? That right. NFL and, and, and baseball and NBA have. And so, you know, generating revenue was how they can sign players. So if anything, in the in the early days, I was more happy because I knew we were going to get better players because we were making money. <laughs> now, if they didn't have to split it with the other guys, we would have been real good. We actually would have had an advantage thanks to the logo. But uh, but the way it works now, you know, uh, they all split it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the teal came about. That helped um, looking at uh, a color that women would buy. Who does most of the shopping? <clears throat> right? It's, it's women. So I think in the beginning, we actually had a color that that women wanted to wear and would buy. Um, and it was manly enough that men would wear it as well. Uh, and then by creating a, a very kind of masculine, aggressive shark, um, you know, you had something that appealed, you know, to both sides.
0: Were, were you surprised to see how many teams went teal after the sharks? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I could just go off the top of my head. The ducks... Uh, I, I remember the tr- Detroit Pistons, uh, you know, the Utah Jazz. It just seems like, okay, this is the in color. We need to jump on it.
1: Yeah, uh, again, a, a quick story on that. You know, one, when I, I told in the beginning, I wanted to, you know, have red instead of teal. You know, so we played around with that. There was also kind of a lime green that we had played with as well. Ooh. That was, that was very, very different. And one of the original names was Tiger Sharks. And so um, one of the original designs actually had a tiger pattern in lime green on a black shark. It was pretty crazy. Um,
0: oh, I don't remember I, seeing that one.
1: No, no. Like I said, I've got, you know, one of these days, if you want, we can do this again, where I literally, we can do an entire show where I basically would say, okay, okay. I'm going to let you guys see all the stuff that nobody's ever seen.
0: Oh, I'm down. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, you so, tell me when and where, we'll do that.
1: So, so you just save that one for another, <laughs> we, we, you guys, you know, if we have another pandemic and you need to, go to I tell people, I say, if they're calling me, they must be running out of stuff. To oh, do. no, no, no. no. <laughs> but anyway, um, one of the Sharks owners was a big fan of the Miami Dolphins. Okay. And so if you remember the Miami Dolphins, you know, before they went to kind of a, a, a dark greenish color in the seventies, mm-hmm. they were actually teal and orange and white. And so one of the owners at that time, you know, had, had a strong affinity for, uh, for the Miami dolphins. And I think he was associating again, a fish logo right. <laughs> dolphins with sharks. And so there was something there. Um, so that's what led us to start, you know, kind of looking at teal as an option.
0: Okay yeah it's just i i'm always been curious because i like i said i remember the the that first year video and seeing some of those concepts i remember like a lime green and black jersey and i'm like okay i can kind of <laughs> see that uh the red the red definitely and, and did you try oh, to get red, red? the red
1: still looks really cool by yeah the way. <laughs> did, did you try to
0: get red you know instead of orange when you did the update
1: um no At that point when we were doing the update, you know, we had already established what the team colors were and the team colors, again, they were black and white and teal, but one of the other team colors was that original burgundy, uh, excuse me, burgundy, that burnt orange that was in the stick. Um, Now when we made that change again, here's an, here's an example Whereas that orange should have been more of a burnt orange. But if you go back and look at the uniforms that, that were done during that time period, it's almost like this bright yellow orange. Yeah and the reason it's bright yellow orange is that's what the manufacturer had. That's not the color it was supposed to be. Right. Um, and so you would still run into these types of issues, but, um, you know, at that time they wanted to try to, you know, introduce, uh, you know, an additional color that they could get in for, you know, producing their merchandise and those kind of things. And so we had never really played up the orange. Um, so that same year we did an orange, but that was also the year when we did that. We had also done their first black jerseys. Oh, okay. And, uh, so, you know, what they ended up with, there were three jerseys that year, but the black jerseys were, you know, again, I was more excited about doing those because um, they had wanted to do something that just had a lot of color to it. And so these aren't my favorite jerseys, the ones that have the, the shoulder panels. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah right. The, and again, there were orange stripes on and There was an orange thing going around the shoulders. It just, you know, too much color. But that same year, again, they said, okay, we need are third year, said, that's why I did the black. And I said, okay, since I had to go overboard on this one for you. Um, <laughs> so you don't always get to, you know, yes, I get to do the designing, but at the end of the day, they have to make the decision. Right. So at least on the black one, I said, hey, look, you got that one. I said, I want this one to be clean, simple, you know, and that's the one the players liked the most too when we came out with it. And I said, this is the one to put the full shark on. And yeah. so that was the first time you saw the full shark.
0: Wow. Okay. No, and I and I liked how how you guys kept the the shark with the triangle in the main jersey, and then go with the full shark here.
1: Um, well, the, and just so you know, that shark leaping shark, it's it's identical to the shark in the triangle, and all I did, I just removed the triangle and added the tail.
0: Really?
1: Otherwise, it's identical, and that way I kept consistency with between the two marks.
0: And and I like that. I like that. Now. One question I got to ask because sure. I've noticed this in, in particular into the, the new logo. The, the incorporating that SJ, was that intentional?
1: <laughs> Are you talking about what they call the screaming shark?
0: No, no, no. I'm talking about the, the, the updated oh, shark in 2007. The
1: updated shark. Uh, you know, it's always funny, and I always get asked these questions, and, and I'm always vague on my answers, and I'll be here as well. Um, part, you know, when, when you're creating these things, what you want to do is you want to create things that fans get excited about. You want to create things that allow them to participate in the process. So what I'm going to tell you is, I'm not going to answer that question. Because what happens is, I want people to see what they want to see. Now, did I plan it? Maybe. Did I not plan it? And I get that on the, on the Screaming Shark as well. They you know, people see an SJ, and was that planned? And I said, maybe. Maybe
0: not. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be fully honest. I didn't see it right away in, in the logo in mm-hmm. 2007. Definitely saw yeah. it with with the screaming shark. Uh, how did that come about with the uh, with those with those marks? Well,
1: again, once again, the team changed ownerships again. All right. And so the you know the new ownership group wanted to do something different. You know, new people come in, they want to you know put their mark on things and and have their touch on it so you know again they said hey you know we want to change the crest again you know we want to do something new again and again whenever i do these types of things it is going you know hey um i don't know if you want to do that (laughs) again (laughs) because you always risk you know um people are very invested right in in their teams and their logos and like i said they're, they're not people who like change and so you know, I said, let, let me try some other things first. So, you know, let me play around with the SJ, you know, and I played around with a lot of different, um, you know, logo types, uh, and we tried a lot of different things, but, um, what I suggested to them, I said, let me, I'll do some new things, but let's test them first. You know, let's put them on hats or things like that and see how people react to them because we have time. And, um, before I knew it, it was on the shoulder of the uniform. <laughs> so sometimes when you're working on these things, you know they kind of take on a a life of their own. Or you know somebody will make a decision and they like it, and there it goes. Um, but when we first started doing that, you know, again there there's a whole new series of logos and um, different things that we had done, you know, to try to figure out okay how do we bring this shark to life? And the hardest part about the whole process was people have always seen the San Jose shark from one angle and in one particular look. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was saying, you know, the shark in the triangle and that leaping shark, they're all the same. It's the same shark. But what happens when you start to turn and change the angle of that shark? All of a sudden, it doesn't look like the San Jose shark anymore. And so that was the biggest challenge. And so one of the things you'll notice, even with that screaming shark is, if you put the screaming shark next to, um, you know, what you know as the, as the crest, the regular crest, you know, people go, is that the same shark? It looks, maybe it looks a little thinner or there's something different about it, the shape of the nose, you know, all those types of things. And so for me, you know, be trying to stay consistent with the look and feel of the shark, um, would to me was always very, very important.
0: Right, and, I, and that little splash of teal on there, with, with the orange eye, I mean, that still streams San Jose Sharks on it. And, and that's, uh, to me, that's one of my, well, I, I like all of them, obviously. I think I bought like the shark <laughs> store you know, going forever and ever, but. And I'm sure yeah, they I, thank you very much. Of course, <laughs> of course. The, the, scream, the screaming shark though, I was like, <clears throat> wow, that, that well, the second we saw it, I was like, wow, that's so powerful. I have a feeling that's going to be a crest someday. To well, see. you know, yeah. One
1: of the other interesting things, again, like I said, you'd always seen the shark from one angle and you'd never seen the shark with its mouth open. And so the screaming shark came about because what I wanted to do is, you know, the, with the mouse closed, it looks kind of sinister, mean, aggressive, but there's a sense of mystery to, to the shark. You know, how dangerous is he really? Right. Right. Now, if I could have put a big, you know, uh, Grinch grin on him, you know, evil grin, that would have been perfect. But sharks don't do that. So how, what could we do to make him feel even more aggressive? And that's where, you know, okay, let's see if we can open his mouth and really show the teeth.
0: Um,
1: and so that's what we were really trying to do, you know, with the, uh, you know with that particular shark is see okay can we kind of take it up a notch by making by opening the mouth and making them feel even more dangerous
0: yeah no i think it just adds an, mm-hmm. un, another unique element to to the branding of of the team uh it's just just i don't know it just adds that extra element that you know okay here's this angle now you can go with this angle and it just it 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 works it just works so well with it and, and it works you know you can have like you did with the with the black armor jersey you can have the full shark on there but you can also have a screaming shark on there and it'll still look like it's in the same uniform brand which which is quite astonishing and speaking of that I mean, you you were also behind the san jose barracuda branding how important is it to have that cohesion with with the with the major league team and the minor squad uh it's kind of unique where they are playing in the same arena let alone city
1: yeah you know we we started on that project for them and then um uh and then barracuda network took it over you know so we had started it um and we're taking in a particular direction and then you know at a certain point, you know, I handed stuff off to them and then, you know, they modified it and changed it to to be what they wanted it to be. So, you know, yes, we started it, but we didn't finish it. Really? Um, Yeah. So there are some things I, I, you know, that I um, probably would do differently. But like I said, when you are working on these things, um, you know, every now and then you get, you know, you know, to completely control what you do um and that's where you know again i like it i prefer it that way because we get really cool stuff Mm -hmm. um you know and there's still i still have there's still a lot of things i would like to do for the sharks um you know there were a lot of things that that we had been working on and and playing with and so hopefully you know again as, as as teams change ownership and different people come in and all that kind of stuff you know um whether we do more or not who knows um but i would love to Um, especially when they're doing like their Jersey nights and all that kind of stuff. We have so much stuff that we've done that people have never seen. That's just super cool that I think the fans would really like. And, you know, hopefully one day we'll get a chance to, uh, you know, to do those things and and put them in people's hands.
0: Yeah. Count me in. I'm like, oh, Okay, there's stuff we haven't seen. Even better. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. We, we if we if we ever do that other show, you know, like I said, that's oh, where Oh, I'll, we're planning I'll a bunch of stuff in advance and then we could do it. We'll probably have to check with them and see if they're okay with me showing it, but if they're okay with me Ah,
0: they'll be it. fine. They'll be. <laughs>
1: I'll let you talk to those guys. Yeah. You know, again, it's new guys coming through. They'll probably let us do it. It's a, right. it's a fun history.
0: No, it's and it's uh, it's always a unique history uh just to go through because that's the one thing that sticks out i mean you don't think of like you could think of a, of a random shark in a random moment you know but they're wearing that jersey and or they're wearing that logo and you mentioned before our conversations you know prior to today you you want to tell a story with your logos and illustrations and that's something that you kind of uniquely have done how does that alter the creative process into designing a logo
1: Um, well, again, you're thinking about it differently. And I I said, right from the get go, I think a lot of times when most teams are doing logos, they're going to designers. I consider myself more of an illustrator than Mm -hmm. a designer. You know, I started painting and drawing and doing characters and all that kind of stuff and, you know, again, the idea that your images have to tell a story. And so if you think about a logo and you just think about all the ones that you see out there, what you generally see is a logo that, like I said, it might be representing an area, a team, an object. Um, but, but how often does the logo, when you look at it, tell a story? And so for us, you know, the logos that I was always working on were ones where, again, even though it's a shark, like I said it's a cigar with teeth. So how do I, how do we say something with that? And so just by putting the shark in the triangle, but having it shoot through the triangle, uh, having the nose jutting out of the triangle, having the stick being broken with pieces coming off of it, all of those types of things create movement, create a sense of story. So when somebody's looking at it, you know, um, they are seeing something that uh, in their mind is a representative of what that character and what their team is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, in the illustrations that I do, I obviously can tell more of a story as you've seen from some of the stuff that I've sent you earlier. But to me, it's important that we do that. And so when it comes to, like I said, even the screaming shark, you know, doing something like that, even though we're only going to see the head, I want to say something with it. Um, And so again, trying to create something that when you look at it, it will create an emotional response in you as a viewer. And I can't say that for a lot of the sports logos I see. The, the, the stuff that you see, sometimes it's just kind of there. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I, I you know, and, and, and hopefully, again, you're seeing teams change a little bit more and more. But if you think about the old logos from the 60s, and we can, you know, uh, and we can name them you know, or you think even some of the, the logos again, as you start thinking about all different logos on the teams and stuff, how many of them are just kind of there where even if it's a, an animal, but the animal's not doing anything. <laughs> it's just, it's sitting there on the jersey, but it's Hi. not, doing, it's, yeah, it's kind of there. Uh, yeah, I get the silhouette and I understand what it is. But if you think about it, there's some good names. So if you think about like the Bruins, right? And you think what they've had for years is just kind of a bear head, mm-hmm. right? But come on, it's a bear, right? Right? It should be snarling. It should be aggressive. It should be you know it. You, when you look at that bear, it should be intimidating and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, but you can do that with anything, right? Uh, and I think that trying to give your logos personality, mm-hmm. um, and that gives the fans something to rally around.
0: Gotcha. Well, kind of leading into Mike. My- my couple final questions here. Do you have a favorite NHL crest from a design standpoint that isn't the sharks? Yeah. And, uh, and, and is there a team that you would, you would just want to be like, hi, I'm Terry Smith. <laughs> let me help you out.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, again, the artist in me, every logo that I see. Yeah. There, you know, there's some that you catch your angle. Hey, those are really cool. And there's others that you go, Oh, let me add it. Right. <laughs> um, and for most of them, you know, <laughs> you know, I could always pitch them basically and basically say, you know what, um, uh, I could increase your sales. And I think it would have been easier for me. Um, if NHL properties didn't exist because then I would literally, I would have sent a letter to every owner and saying, see what we did for the sharks and you know how much money they're making. I can do that for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would get any owner's attention. Oh yeah. Uh, but nowadays, quite honestly, you know, sports is about, um, the licensing is not as, as, as big of a revenue stream as it once was. So with the NFL and with the NBA, the television money is is where it's at. Right. You know, and, and that's reflected even if you look at the collective bargaining agreements. You know, the, the deals now between the players unions and the leagues. Um, you know, we're we're we have a license with the NBA right now, and so we put out these stylized figures called small stars. So you know you can go to small 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 and you can see them. So we've created these stylized figures. But when we first signed that deal, um, I think it was about four years ago, four and a half years ago, um, the NBA had the uh, the players' licensing rights and logos and uniforms and all that kind of stuff. In the subsequent uh, collective bargaining agreement, they gave the player back the players' back. Um, the rights to their likenesses and all that kind of stuff because they weren't making that much money on it anymore compared to um, TV. Wow! And so, you know, and now as far as the license, yes, it's a huge business,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it doesn't come close <laughs> to, you know, and it's more of a headache than simply getting a check, you know, from, from the, from the networks. Um, so it makes it, sense. Yeah. So NBA and NFL just huge. So, Hopefully, you know, NHL can move in that direction. But right now, you know, you fans out there still, you know, are, are a huge factor in terms of supporting the NHL. And, you know, hopefully, you know, again, I'm trying to get them to rethink their licensing, but we'll see what happens. But to, to get back to your question, logos that I like. Um, <clears throat> NHL. Now, I'm running through all of them in my head. Um, uh who would I Well I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask it to you. Is there you know, is there one what what are some that you like uh aside uh, from the
0: sharks? You know, uh the, the original Panthers one I I had really liked, just how it was okay. that leaping leaping panther. Yeah. Uh, I just yep. just because it showed that motion yeah. that we were talking about with the sharks one.
1: Um you know, it's funny when you mention that, because remember the Predators? Yeah. The, their first logo? Yes. I actually got, um, somebody actually sent me a letter, because they you've seen the the original San Jose Sabercat logo.
0: Yes, big time. So
1: some, yeah, so somebody sent me a letter saying, we want to sue them because they're copying our logo. And I said, no, ours is better. <laughs> <laughs> they they're... When they the way they did theirs, the teeth were too big, and there was stuff going on. I said, "Nah, I don't even bother." So I don't think they did. But in the beginning, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, a lot of times there's old school stuff, but i just trying to think in terms of some of the new ones. There's been some interesting, you know, where people have tried some different things. Most of the kind of the fun logos, I think, where you see people experimenting, you know, are in the minor leagues, right? And that's where I think you get some kind of fun, innovative, you know, different types of things. By the time you get to the NHL. Um, you know, at that level, a lot of times there's too many um, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so just like what I explained to you, if the NHL had their way, um, the Sharks logo never would have existed. You never would have seen it because it w- they would have, you know, like I told you before, they didn't like it. So what you would have gotten was the usual typical, who knows what it would look like, but it right. wouldn't look any Thing like we did, so you know, I give the sharks at that time, and people were because they basically pushed it through. We want to be different. We want to be innovative, um, and uh, 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 to do. That. And because we we're able to do it, it did change the rules. And so I think what you'll see now, at least, people will be more open at the league level to, uh, you know, to trying some new things
0: yeah and you you especially with the third jersey program that you can get a, you can go a little more wild with it um you know i would say now i think about it, the minnesota wild logo just kind of has that double meaning to it it's the mm-hmm. the wilderness but it's also uh, a beast head uh
1: also yeah there's one of those names that i was telling you about right what mm-hmm. do you do with wild
0: exactly and you can it, it's almost There's nothing specific you could really do with it. But
1: it's a, it's a great example of those esoteric names that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think when you pick esoteric names, it makes it difficult for the fan base because, you know, if if you're in people, you know, when you're talking to them, okay, Oh, you, you like the wild, you know, what's the wild. Right. Right. And so trying to create something that everybody can rally around because again, that name's going to have different meaning for different people. Um, And so you literally have to invent what the wild is for everybody. Whereas again, you say sharks. Okay. Everybody knows what shark is. There's certain um, attitudes and uh, just the knowledge people bring a certain thing to the table. Um, And that's why I say, you know, selecting those names. And a lot of times, like I said, you know, I think sometimes teams try to get too cute with it. Right. And and I actually think they do a disservice to their fan base because they make it very difficult for them to, you know, figure out what it is. So you have to get really clever. Um, You know, with the stealth, uh, the the San Jose lacrosse team, you know, that was also, I I think Silicon Valley Sports Entertainment um, owned that group as well. Right. But in the beginning, it's like, okay, what do you do with the stealth? And I remember that was a, you know a tricky one but again what i had to do is okay how do we give that an identity um you know and so we had our reasons for doing that i know this is about the sharks so i won't go into no, it no you're you're but, good but uh <clears throat> well what i did on that particular one and again i was working with malcolm again um we had just finished doing the you know the update on the sharks and now the stealth was coming in and so ob- you know the obvious thing when people say stealth they think about the bomber um but but what else is it you know that's the one okay. tangible thing they can they can grab onto but what i did was i said okay who's 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 the fan base and so you think it's lacrosse so that's going to be mostly you know younger people it's going to be families mm-hmm. um it's going to be at that time you're looking at okay who's playing lacrosse because those are the people who are going to be coming to the right you know, to the arena and it was indoor lacrosse so again a little different there Um, but you had an idea who those people were going to be. And so what I started to do was going, okay, how are they going to interpret stealth? Now we had some other names that I thought were pretty cool, but they didn't want to go down some of those paths. And so they were on stealth. And so, okay, I go, you you don't want to do a bomber. That, how, how does that work? That doesn't fit. But I knew who most of the audience was gonna be. I knew it was gonna be probably by how the sport worked again, you know, guys were gonna, it's kinda like how guys were gonna be fighting, guys were gonna be hitting each other. Probably, you know, a lot of young, you know, male type folks coming in and yet a little more family. But but I started looking at it from a merchandising standpoint, you know, what's popular, what people could do. So I knew that, uh, you probably grew up with the old G.I. Joe cartoons and stuff, right?
0: G.I. Joe. Transformers.
1: Yeah. And so the coolest G.I. Joe was Snake Eyes. (laughs) And so what you're looking at is stealth was about being uh, sneaky, being, you know, you thought about the whole ninja stuff, you thought about all these things, and again, that they were gonna bring to it. And so what I wanted to do was create um, a character that represented stealth. And that's what we ended up with, if you remember that logo. Right. Um, It was more about okay. These are secret agents that are playing (laughs) lacrosse. And so I'm going to do kind of the ultimate secret agent, um, cool, you know, character with a little bit of ninja thrown in. Um, And so you're able to create something that, you know, now, again, because that was more of a minor league sport, would I have done that for a pro team? No. I would have done something different, uh, a little more graphic. But for that particular group, something a little more illustrative, and that's what you tend to see in the minor leagues. Right. They're more illustrations per se than they are logos because people get attached to those characters and things. So, you know, it depends on what you're doing and at what level. Uh, and that's part of the reason why the, you know, the logo behind you with regard to the Barons. Um, at that time, again, the team wanted to move away from that. Um, and so, you know, again, I understood that. And so there, you know, we're okay. End up working well for the minor league, and I think mm-hmm. they end up using it for one of their teams in China or something. Yeah. China Sharks use it. Um and so it works well for, for those purposes. But you know, I'm glad we went in the direction that we did.
0: Gotcha. So if I remember correctly, so you, the sharks, uh the Barracuda, uh the Worcester Sharks. Yeah. You kinda of did the update with that. Uh the the Barons. The junior, the
1: junior Sharks, the China Sharks. Um, so there's just been a number of them, you know, their 25th anniversary stuff. And, you know, uh, there's been a variety of things over the years. And then the Bay Area, you know, the Sabercats, the Stealth, um, the old Women's Soccer League, the Stingray. Yeah. Or, or excuse me. Cyber, the Rays. Cyber Rays, um, The San Jose Lasers from the old ABL. You know, so w- one of the things that, you know, we started to become synonymous with when any new organization came into town. <laughs> <laughs> You know, fortunately, we would get a call because, you know, we had done well for everybody else. But, yeah, you know, over the years, we've done obviously quite a few. Um, In fact, uh, there were I think Santa Clara has upgraded their logo, but we did an old Bucking Bronco, uh, not a Bucking Bronco, but a Bronco head for them years ago that that did very well for them as well. They've since moved on. Um, The earthquakes have a new logo from the one that we had done. Right. Um, you know, so again, I think it's fun to be a part of Bay area sports history and without anybody knowing who you are, which (laughs) I I, kind of like the anonymity. Um, so if I'm driving down the freeway, you know, I'll see my artwork on cars, whether it's bumper stickers and windshields. And for a while there, you know, we had the lasers, um, the saber cats, the sharks, the earthquakes, all that. So I, every time I open the sports page or anything, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports junkie in all sports. So I got a kick out of just, you know, you see your work everywhere, and you see people walking around with shirts and hats, and they don't know who you are, and it's fun, um, and uh, and I enjoy it because people, you know, they like the work, they like the stuff, they like to support their teams, and it's it's just incredibly fun being a part of
0: that an incredible part of being part of history in the bay area let alone with with the uh, with the sharks franchise so terry smith i appreciate you uh like i said off the air you know i that that sharks logo originally was an inspiration for me to getting into uh graphic design i've done some stuff for san jose state hockey and uh here and there but uh definitely an inspiration so i thank you for doing this and i thank you uh for uh, your contributions in, <laughs> for the sharks. Well,
1: I appreciate that. I'm looking at that All-Star logo behind you there. We did that too.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was that, so And and what a memorable night that was for that for, uh, for a <laughs> for that game, so. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it's fun there was um, let's see cuz that was the that was the w- that was a logo. Wait, I think that was a logo because we were, we did the logo, but that one went out. But when we had started one, because I remember that year it got canceled.
0: Oh, the, the 1995 right. one.
1: Yeah. So we'd actually done it for the 95. It got canceled and then they, then they brought it back. So we'd actually done a logo for that that nobody ever saw. So... You
0: oh, know. you did the 95 one.
1: There There was one that was done and then didn't get put out. And then the league kind of took it and tweaked it and did some things to it oh so, yeah man. there's all kinds of stuff but uh yeah the other thing we'll hopefully we'll get to do is i'm um, hopefully we're trying to do a deal right now we'll all be doing some illustrations for uh you know for the nba and all that kind of stuff so again hopefully people will get a chance to see some of the the other work um there was an old we had done back when they were at the cow palace we did there was a night where some um limited edition prints were done so charles schultz had done one. Oh yes. And then I had done one with uh, Pat Falloon uh, oh. a pick, and then there was one um, that was the cover of the first uh, program for opening night. So okay so that
0: that was you I thought I had a feeling because that that one the Pat Falloon I saw I remember yeah it's kind of like a it was like a Was it a beast of some sort? Well, the
1: papaloon was, uh, it was kind of this wide, it was him shooting a slap shot. Um, Yeah. And and, uh, uh, like I said, you know, one of these days I'll, I'll get you some stuff. So if people are interested, I'll get stuff to you that you can put up where people can, you know, take a look at some of the, some of the work. Um, Definitely. But uh, it's, it's fun
0: but that opening night program
1: that program cover. Yeah. It was kind of the, the logo and water. It was kind of a dark cover. And yeah, so we had done that too. And
0: that and was three-dimensional. I, I just like, yeah. Oh, this looks amazing. <laughs> so again, Terry Smith, thank you so much. Appreciate it.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And go Sharks.
0: Go Sharks.